0: Everything about this Bible is important. But notice the wording of verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath. <laughs> oh, my. He fulfilled one. And, oh, man. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn. New day dawning Toward the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. Behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord. I like that. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone from the door. What's this? And sat upon it. Huh. <laughs> well, I really want to get in the message. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. For the fear of him, the keepers did shake. Amen. <laughs> hey, Oh man, I preached a message right there on shaking bake one day. Amen. Hey man, did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered, answered their thoughts, answered what was going on, answered and said unto the women, "Fear not, ye." He didn't tell them the so he didn't tell the unbelievers not to fear. He said, "Fear not, ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus." which was crucified. He is not here for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. I like this. And then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. Behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. I mean, we got running women right here. Amen. Amen. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. They just got busy doing what they was told to do. And Jesus met them saying, all hell. And they came and look at there, they hailed him. By the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there shall they see me. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and shewed the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and they took a council and gave large money unto the soldiers saying, say ye... His disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews unto this day. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him... They worshiped him, but some doubted. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the world. Then it broke out on them and said, Amen. Father, we love you today. Pray you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help me just to bring glory to your name. Help me to honor you. Thank you, Lord, for breathing on us this morning. God, we stand where no man can help me but you. And, Lord, I want to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, if I can't preach in power, I'd rather not preach at all. I need you touch. I need you. Thank you, Lord, for everybody that's here, some of our family. Lord, our mother, we thank you, Lord, for everything, everybody, every person that's in this building. But, Lord, we need the presence and power of of the Holy Ghost and we know Lord that you're ever with us but we pray you'd manifest yourself, make yourself known in the house of God today, draw sinners in conviction what a day it be on the day that you've got up for some sinners to be saved by the grace of God, for saints to be restored, renewed and revived. Lord we just pray you get glory. Lord you be lifted up. Let us rejoice today that you are alive. I thank God the Lord is alive and Lord I thank you Lord for saving our soul. Help us Lord to live like we know that we've been brought from darkness to light. Help us to worship like we know we've been brought into the family of God from the first Adam to the last Adam. And which we know, Lord, we bore the image of the earthly. One day we'll bear the image of the heavenly. And Lord, I pray we'd live like it in Jesus' name. We'll thank and pray. And all God's people say it. And be seated. If the Lord would help me, I want to preach on this thought this morning. The Lord is alive. <laughs> Hey man, the Lord is alive. I like the songs of that song we sung earlier this morning. You asked me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. I remember when Austin prayed. One day he prayed for the last time, about 45 minutes. Got in the altar and finally come up. And I said, son, just wanting to make sure. Didn't want him to have a false profession like I did. How do you know that Jesus lives in your heart? He said, Daddy, like I was dumb. He looked at me and said, because I asked him. And I said, how do you know he's there? He said, Daddy, because I I feel him in my heart. I'm so glad that you can know that you passed from death unto life. Number one, I want to show you today, In our text in verses one through four, the Lord is alive and there's been an earth shaking. Amen. When the angel rolled back the stone from the the tomb, the Bible tells us he rolled back the stone from the tomb. He didn't roll back the stone to let Jesus out. Y'all know that? He He rolled the stone to show us an empty tomb and let others in. And when he did that, the Bible says that the earth shook. Now, I, I don't know, brother, what all went on, but in verse number two, the Bible said there was a great earthquake. Amen. If, if you were to compare it, it's great. It's not greater. It's not great. It's the standard. There was a great earthquake. Maybe the Lord Uh, maybe the Lord allowed the earth just to relay its joy uh, by shaking all four corners maybe maybe uh, Jesus erupted up maybe it was because Jesus erupted up from Abraham's bosom and brought captivity captive giving gifts unto men so the earth started just clapping its hands I I don't know I do know this that when he died in Matthew 27 in verse 51 that uh, there was an earthquake and the veil of the temple was rent that's as if to say the law has been satisfied. The last sacrifice has been accepted. No longer er, yearly redemption. That just put it on a credit card that piled up debt, but now eternal redemption, amen, by way of the Lamb of God being sacrificed. In verse 51, the same verse it says, not only was the veil rent, but the earth did quake and the rocks rent. Uh, they tell me, geologists tell me, uh, that if you study some, I think it was a Encyclopedia Britannica it said this it said that under a microscope that you can find cracks in every single rock it's kind of unexplainable I know how it happened right here. Amen. Amen. When the rocks began to quake. Amen. When he died. But then now the rocks are quaking again because he arose victorious. Amen. Maybe it was just Christ. Amen. Letting everybody know when he died the graves were opened. But now that he's arose, the Bible said in Matthew 27 and in verse 53, that the saints which slept arose came out of the grave and went to the city and appeared unto many. They couldn't come out until he came out. According to 1 Corinthians 15, he is the first fruits of the resurrection. And so when Jesus came up, all them saints, amen, revived. And Moses went and showed up down at Jerusalem. Hey man. Wasn't that been some Elisha went? showed up down in Jerusalem and the Bible said they were seen of the people of God maybe the earth shook just to say he's alive, he's awake hey we mourned when he died but we celebrate because he's awake he's alive, hey man I'm so glad he is, hallelujah they were amazed the Bible says these ladies were amazed look at verse number 2 and 3 why were they amazed they were amazed because of the great earthquake. They were amazed because the angel of the Lord descended. They were amazed because they saw an angel sitting on the rock. I always wonder why the angel sat at the rock, on the top of the rock. Maybe the angel sat on the rock. Now, y'all listen real close. People that don't listen close right here is gonna say I said something I didn't. I believe the angel sat on the rock so they could watch all heaven break loose. Somebody say amen. Amen. They, they, he said, I want a front row seat to watch all heaven break loose. To the world, he was asleep. To the world, he was awakened. Oh, my, he was active in his death. Amen. Can you imagine what it'd been like to go in Abraham's bosom? I can imagine. John the Baptist goes in there. He's, he's, been, he's been martyred for his message repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand they don't like his preaching he'll look at them he don't care if they a ruler on the throne he said you, you got your brother's wife you're shacking up it ain't right he, he don't care if you're religious he'll say hey you're gonna have to bring forth fruits meat for repentance before I baptize you he don't care who they are he, he'll call Herod a fox he'll call him a sneaky fox that wants to spoil the vines He's been known to preach the truth. He's just oh, he wears old, he oh, wires old camel and drink and eats uh locusts and wild honey. He was, he's just a preacher, amen. But he, he's been the forerunner, and y'all, y'all know he died. Can you imagine what it been like down in Abraham's bosom when uh he got, he walked up in there? They said, Are you him? He said, I'm not him, but I seen him. Hey man, I got to baptize him. Hey, ain't gonna be long. He's gonna lay his life now he's a coming he's a coming wouldn't have been something what it meant something for that old boy on the right side never lived, never lived one day for the Lord. Just lived moments for the Lord. Just spoke up as the only one that declared him being innocent, the only one that believed his lordship, the only one that believed his kingship, the only one of those being crucified, the only one that got right with God. And he walked in with the Lord, arm and arm with Jesus, into Abraham's bosom. I said, "No, nah, are you him?" He said, "No, but I just met." him today. Here he is. Here he is. Amen. Woo! I say glory be to God. Wouldn't it be something? But now church, it's as if if the earth shook just to remind us the saints come out of the grave and walked around just to remind us. Now to be absent now is to be present with the Lord. There's no longer Abraham's bosom. There's not a holding cell for the saints. Glory to God. Amen. When you die now, you open your eyes in glory I say amen there's been an earth shaking and these women were amazed they found the stone rolled away they found an empty tomb they saw vacated garments they saw an angel sitting so they've been amazed uh, the Lord is alive there's been an earthquake the Lord's been alive Hey, The Lord is alive, and there's encouragement from the angel. Here's what they, here's what he said. The Lord gave encouragement to the women that came to see him, not just Mary Magdalene and and Mary and Joanna, but others with him. According to Luke chapter and Luke chapter twenty three, we dealt with this morning. Luke twenty four. There's they been a crowd that showed up, and this angel's got a message for them. It's as if he's tried. The angel is assuring them to get rid of their fears. He's he's reminding them, hey man, that you don't have, Jesus didn't come to bring fear, Jesus come to bring peace. And so he's gonna give them encouragement. But I want you to notice something about it. Why did God use an angel? Every time, y'all remember what the Bible says? Had a mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. And we look at this and we say one angel's here. And then we look at other places in the Bible and we say, well, wait a minute, there's two angels. And uh, in Luke, we just talked about two men. In shining garments, and, and, and preacher, wait a minute, is, is there a contradiction in the Scripture? Just hold on. Well, in John, it's so specific, it says there's one sitting at the head and one at his feet. Boy, ain't that a picture of that Ark of the Covenant, hey, amen, where you accepted a sacrifice, hallelujah. But preacher, is a no, there ain't no difference. He's sitting up there wanting to see heaven break out. He gets down off the stone, hey, amen. They both stand beside the ladies, and then they walk in one sits on the head and one on the foot there ain't no contradiction in scripture everything, amen all those different pictures and panoramic views of the scripture show us these angels have been dispatched from heaven but that's not the first time, every time the Lord wants to do something special or something mighty or something that give us an attention or give us a witness he dispatches angels, let me just remind you of a few when Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be destroyed, he dispatches some angels along with a Christophany, a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ. They show up down at Abraham's house. They're having a word conversation and them two angels go down there and tell, basically say, Lot, you've been hanging around in the wrong crowd and we're going to come down here and deliver you. And God sent two angels. And he always sends just enough. One of them's back there, the Lord's back, having a word with Abraham. Them two angels, one hand for Abraham, one hand for Abraham's wife, one hand of the other angel for one daughter, and another hand. I'm glad God always sends just what you need. Amen. And he sent two angels down there before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. When God is needing a forerunner, hey man, he sends an angel, dispatches an angel down to Zechariah and Elizabeth's house and tells they're gonna have a child in their old age. When the Lord is fixing a sin, thank God the Savior into the world, he dispatches an angel down to a virgin girl named Mary. And then for a wandering man that's trying to figure out how she's pregnant, man, is contemplating putting away her privately, God dispatches the angel over to Joseph's house while he's sleeping. And then when the Lord's born, he dispatches some angels to some shepherds watching over the flock by night Had said, Hey, unto you a Savior is born, and you'll find him lying in a manger. And then the rest of the angels said, We ain't gonna miss out on this one, amen. And they broke out, started singing, Glory, that's the first word that's escape from the host of heaven, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward man. And they took her, struck out running and saw him, and they come back rejoicing. Oh, when God gets ready to do something, he'll. He'll send an angel to witness. He'll send two angels to verify the witness and boy, he's doing it this time brother. Amen. Every time just think about it. He did it at his birth. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, there's even two witnesses not angels, but there's two witnesses at his baptism. The father spoke, the dove descended. Hey, man! Amen. Amen. There's going to be angels. At his resurrection, he's died. He's bore our sin dead and there's going to be two angels because God God's fixing to shake up the world. He's fixing to do something mighty. Ain't you glad he dispatched angels on resurrection morning? And he's going to give them a word of encouragement. But let me say this before I get into what they said. You know what's amazing to me, Brother Jerry? That that when when they saw him, the unbelievers, the Bible said in verse number four, for fear of him... (laughs) That angel that's sitting on that top, that one that's sitting on a heavenly breakout front row seat, the Bible said, for fear of him, the keepers did shake and become like dead men. That's almost humorous to me. Here's why I'm thinking. Man, I know some people like that go to church and the glory breaks out and they become like dead men. <laughs> Say amen right there. Y'all know I'm right. I don't know what to do. Hey, just paralyzed. I th- I think maybe I ought to talk to my wife about this, but here's what I think. I think they had an anal- anaphylactic shock. I think they're allergic to the glory breaking out. <laughs> hey man, hey man. I often say it sometimes, if in the average Baptist church, I hope it ain't, I don't think it's that way, but I'm gonna do my best to keep it from being that way at Landham Independent Baptist Church. But in the average Baptist church, if we is to have a, hey man, Amen. If we have a man eating line, they'd be hard pressed to find a, somebody say amen. A godly man to eat. But if we were to call the EMS in here to get somebody dead out of the service, they'd pick four people out before they got the right one. Somebody say amen. And I'm talking about an average Baptist church. And it ought not be like that. Great God in heaven when we see the glory break out. Hey, man, when God does something mighty, when we talk about Jesus being resurrected, it ought to put some fear in our heart to want to hear the right message, but we shouldn't act like a bunch of dead men, fall down, paralyzed. Hey, they were amazed, but they were afraid. That's, that's what the book says. The Bible says they were anxious. In Luke 24, verse 4, I read it to you this morning. These men were, these ladies were anxious. And these heavenly angels, these angelic men, here's what they said. And it came to pass, the Bible says, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining apparel. He went from a seated position to a standing position because they went from afraid to anxious. Here's what the Bible said. And our text in verse number five, the Bible says they must have been fearful Because the Bible said the angel answered and said to the women, fear not. He didn't come to bring fear to the way that people who unbelieve fear. We ought to have fear and reverence to God but we shouldn't fear for our life. Jesus got up to take away our fear. Hey, the Bible said in Luke 24, verse number five, that they were afraid. They bowed their faces to the ground, and the angels that stood by said, why seek ye the living among the dead? I'm not gonna repreach what I preached this morning, but they came to the wrong address, brother. Amen, hallelujah. They they found encouragement that he is not here, and he said he wasn't gonna be here, and he's not here. this is where the Lord lay, but it's not there no more. Hey hey man. They were encouraged. They were afraid. They were anxious. But thank God they were invoked. Here's what the Bible said. Look at verse number six. He's not here for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Hallelujah. Luke's account tells us this. They reminded him saying, don't you remember what he's told you? that he was going to be crucified and on the third day he was going to rise again. The Bible said in Luke's verse that they remembered his words. In, in our text today, the Bible said, he is not here for he's risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. I like that word there, lay. I never really thought about it. But here they are, brother. They're, they're afraid. They're anxious. They're being enlightened. And they're going to be assured Because there's been an evacuation. I said, come see a place where the Lord lay. Now that word lay stuck out to me the other day when I was studying. Here's what that word means. It's a past sense of the word. In fact, this, this word lay is in the middle voice of a primary verb. In other words, here's what it meant. The person that is being spoken of where the Lord lay When you use this word in the tense of the verb that it's being used, he is the agent of the action. He is concerned with the action. He's the subject of the cause and the focus, the agent and the experiencer. So let me explain. He didn't say, he used this word where the Lord lay but in the tense of the verb. Here's what it meant. He was not moved by somebody else, but it's as if he's the experiencer, he's the one that experiences the action, and he's the one that causes the action. So the angel said, hey, this is, come see the place where the Lord lay. Here's what he's saying he moved himself out. <laughs> oh, God, have mercy. It's, are y'all listening to me? I'm saying nobody had to move him. The disciples didn't move him. The angel didn't move him. He had power. Did he not tell Pilate? He told Pilate. Hey, Pilate had the audacity to say, don't you know that I'm the one that has the power to deliver you to be crucified or deliver you? No, Jesus said, there ain't no power be given you. Amen, you wouldn't have no power over me except it be given you from heaven. He, He reminded us in John 10 that he had power to lay down his life and he had power to take it up again. And here's what the angel said. Don't you remember he was gonna lay his life down and on the third day he was gonna take it up again. Come see the place where he moved himself. This is where he did lay. But he moved himself Amen. Glory to God. You could go over here to the graveyard and you could dig somebody up. You could literally pick up the remains and move them. But you can't use this word at explaining that action. If you're going to use this word, then you're going to have to rise up and take your remains and move out yourself. The angel said he evacuated himself. I'm so glad I'm saved. Woo! Amen. They're encouraged, they have assurance. They were amazed, they were anxious, and they were afraid, but now they're assured because hey, hey man, they came with spices. Thinking they were going to anoint a dead body, they came to the wrong address. They came looking for the wrong thing. They come looking for a dead body, but he wasn't there. He's been evacuated, and now they're going to leave encouraged. they're going to leave assured church we ought to be encouraged today. Hey man, and by the way, hey man, you know why you ought to be encouraged? Because when you were in darkness, when you were in death, hey man, when you hey man, he come by and brought you out of your sin. Hey man, he gave you life when there wasn't no life. Hallelujah. When you when the world makes you anxious and the things that happen make you afraid. Oh, ain't you glad that he'll come by and speak a word of encouragement? We'll send a messenger your way. Maybe a witness saint. Maybe a preacher, maybe a Sunday school teacher that'll just remind you. Amen, he got up. And if he got up himself, he got up so he could get you up. Amen. Woo, I say amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He moved himself. So with knowledge of the evacuation, they said, let's go evangelize. You know why we hand out tracts? You know why we're excited about us as uh, a risen Savior? Hey man, I said it this morning. You know why we worship like we worship like he's alive because he's alive. Hey, man. Here's the way most folks act when they come to church they act like they're dead and God's dead and all their troubles are getting worse and worse. But I just want to let you know, hey, man, he's alive no matter how bad. Here's, you know what the sad thing is? A shallow person has to be happy all the time. You're not going to be happy when you get cancer. I ain't never seen anybody say, woo. Thank God. I mean, later on, when God brings them out of it, they'll testify about it. But when you first get that news, when you go down the graveyard and bury somebody, you're not, most people are not just going to be happy. They're glad they made it to heaven. But there's a hole missing. That relationship is severed. They know they'll see them again, but there's sorrow in their heart. Oh, but then here's, here's what joy means. Here's what the peace of God means, that no matter how many of your family members are against you, no matter how many family members are out of church, no matter how many people you love are on dope, that no matter how bad the situation is financially or physically, that there's a God that got up, amen, amen, he lives on the inside of you, and it's going to get better one day, it's going to get better one day, the grave is not the end, it's just the beginning, hallelujah, amen hallelujah Boy, I wish I had my revival crowd hooked in with me this morning. Somebody help me. Hey, here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I want to tell you, sinner. If you come in today, he'll take you gloom and give you glee. He'll take death and give you deliverance. He'll take darkness and give you light. Amen. He'll take sorrow and give you celebration. Somebody hold my mule. Y'all listen to this preacher. I'm talking about in your mess. God come by and made you into a new creature. He did it by way of the resurrection. Paul said, if he had when I rose from the dead, our preaching would have been in vain, our faith would have been in vain, and we'd be all men most miserable. But Christ is risen from the dead. He is alive, and that's why we have joy everlasting, amen. amen. Not just he's alive and there's an earthquake, he's alive and there's an angelic encouragement, but he's alive and there's enjoyment. Look in verse number eight, I've tried to tell you about it already, but let's look at verse eight. Here's, here's what they said in verse number eight. They departed quickly. <laughs> oh, they, they were encouraged by the angelic words, but they were elated by the, the Bible says they had great joy. They departed from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples word. Here's 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 something else, Brother Jerry. It don't say they ran to the tomb. But it does say when they saw him evacuated, they ran from the tomb. And don't say they were having great joy bringing spices. But they did say they left with great joy about a Savior. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Oh my, when you think your Savior's dead, that's why everybody else that worships in these other religions, they don't have nothing to be excited about. They don't understand why we get so happy. It's foolishness to them that we preach about Calvary and the death, burial, on the resurrection and shout and be, be happy in the Lord because to them the preaching of the cross is foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it's the power of God and the gospel has power to shake sinners out of their dead mass. Amen. There's a lot. There's, there ought to be enjoyment. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. The Bible says they departed with quickly with fear, and great joy. They were going to talk about. They, I mean, they didn't have their head hung. They were talking about a living Savior. These ladies left the tomb rejoicing. They related first of all by the by the angels' words, but also they're going to be they're going to be stirred up by the Almighty's worship. Watch what happens. The Bible says that he run to bring his disciples' word, and as they went to tell his disciples, Jesus met them saying, all hell, and they came and held him by his feet and worshipped him. Boy, ain't you glad God lets us get close to him? Ain't you glad God lets us touch him every once in a while? Amen. man, you say preacher, we can't physically touch his feet. Man, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you've ever been in the glory, real good, real right, one time, it'll feel like you're touching him. Hey man, but whether you touch him or not, ain't you glad he touches you? Amen. Amen. hey man. They say went to tell. They got to hold him. Jesus appeared to him. They got busy carrying the message, and God, the Master, showed up. Hey man, here's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing. We know that the blood made it to the heavenly mercy seat, that the sacrifice was accepted, that eternal redemption is made, because in our text, they touch him. But if you read the account of the other evangelists, here's what he says. He says, when Mary Magdalene's weeping and she's looking, sit, think, looks at the Lord, thinks he's a gardener, and said, have you taken our Lord? Where have you laid his body? And, and, and hey, man, she didn't understand who he was, and I won't take time to preach that. He is a gardener that fixes up what the first gardener messed up. Hey, Amen. And then the Bible says, he called her name Mary, and he told her not to touch him, for he's not yet ascended to his father and her father. I'm, he hadn't yet took that blood. Hey, man, he paused and bringing eternal redemption to all mankind for one hurting servant. Boy, ain't God good. He, he, amen. When you're weeping, God takes notice of you weeping. And by this time, they're getting a hold him. By this time, he's already put the blood on the heavenly mercy seat. By this time, it's all been accepted. The death, the burial, the resurrection, he's made a way for us to go to glory. And they, amen, they were elated. They were encouraged. They were evap- evangelizing amen and now they're going to get to enjoy worship brother we can worship because he's alive we worship because we have the message of the resurrection we worship because we can get busy doing something for the glory of God amen amen, amen. the earth shook and the angel encouraged and saints enjoyed it saints are enjoying the blessings of God but what's this in verse number 11 He's alive, and the earth did shake. He's alive. Hallelujah. Thank God for the encouragement. Thank God for the enjoyment. we got to realize this too, church. Verse number 11, he's alive and the enemy is active. What's what it says. <laughs> when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city. Showed the chief priest all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and taking counsel, they gave large money into the soldiers saying, say ye his disciples came by night. Now you've got to think about this. They're going. The basis of going is verse number, they're excited. Jesus has got all power and he's gave them a message to go tell them my disciples and go tell that crowd that's looking for them to go to Galilee and they'll see me. And that's the reason we go. Amen. How we go we go knowing him, we go abiding in him, we go obeying him. That's, that's how we go. How long we go, according to the last verse I read you in our chapter, we go to the world's over and there's nobody else to tell. That's how far we go. But as sure as we're going to evangelize, the enemy is going to discourage. There's always going to be an enemy that tries to fight you when you go tell somebody something good for the glory of God. These women were going to bring a message of light, a message of hope, a message of life and resurrection, but the enemy is working to spread the lie of death. And and, and the sad thing is, the soldiers were willing to change what happened money you said, preacher that wouldn't ever happen to believers well you'd be hard pressed if the man at the cross saw Jesus dying and said truly this is the son of God you'd be hard pressed to make me believe these old boys here were not shooken to the core became as dead people it was hard for them to deny But isn't it something, their message got averted for the wickedness of money. I've seen people get distracted by the enemy. See, here's what the devil does. He don't have to bring you to a dead end and make you stop. All he's got to do is get you distracted. He'll get people distracted by children. He'll get people distracted by careers. He'll get people dis- by the cares of this life. He'll get people distracted. And before long, when you're going just to report truth, that, hey, he's up, he's out, he's alive, and there's witnesses of what happened. Hey, the angel showed up. We shook to the place. We became as dead. We shook and baked in our heart. We, fear came on us. And yet, with a, with a bunny, matter of fact it wasn't just a little bit of money look what the text says the Bible said they were gave verse 12 large money unto the soldiers it's amazing how the devil can get us distracted, can deceive us and before long we don't even mean to, and we're going to be propagating a phony story amazing how some people still believe that story today Jews still believe that story, the Bible said it's commonly reported among the Jews to this day they could have, they could have told the truth, but they were lying. I wonder today how many people would be honest in this building. We rejoice on uh, Resurrection Sunday. We come, we come for sunrise service, man. We come for the fellowship. We come have uh, good food. We're gonna come have a service at eleven o'clock, and and then we're gonna leave, and, and, and because of embarrassment, we're gonna stick the tracks back in our pocket because it's not popular when we meet with our family on on what they call Easter lunch here's, here's what's going to happen instead of telling them hey we went to church today and we found out they went to the wrong address we went to church today and we found out he's alive that's the message of the day that's the real message it's not the pagan god worship of Esther. It's not. It's not the false, uh, false worship of a rabbit. That's a fertility sign of a false god. Y- y'all might as well say Amen. Uh, if I feel like I'm getting a little hiccup, I'm gonna have to preach that for a while. Amen. It's not the eggs. Oh, amen. Amen. Amen, hallelujah. It's about Jesus busting up out of the grave. He's alive. We were afraid in our sin. We were amazed. Amen, but God gave us assurance. He's not dead. He's living. He's risen as he said. He died like he said, and he got up like he said. Amen. We've seen the evidence. The tomb's empty. He evacuated. But it sure is. We rejoice and go out and evangelize and be encouraged. The enemy's active. But watch this. Look at verse 16 and 17. This is sure as the Lord is alive and the enemy is active. The Lord is alive and there's exaltation. Look what happens in verse 16 and 17. And the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain. Where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him they worshipped. But even in that group, the Bible says, did y'all read that text? Let's, let's read it again. Look at verse 17. And when they saw him, they worshiped, colon, pause, can't believe it myself, but some doubted. I, I've been around church pretty much uh, all more of my life now than I wasn't. And even if you consider that part, I was lost as a young kid, probably more of my life than I haven't been. And I've watched, I've been in all kinds of services and all kinds of name brands, all kinds of labels on the sign. And It's amazing. Even in Bible-believing, independent Baptist churches, we've almost got to the place we'd rather have somebody cramp our style than we would have celebrate our Savior. Hey, man, I'm on, I'm gonna tell you, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm identified with the crazy crowd. Hey, man, I'm I'm a I, I was wild. Hey, man, out there in that world, I need to be wild for Jesus. I mean, in a good way. They when they saw him, they worship. It's Resurrection Sunday. All the world, people around this. Or are meeting to celebrate Resurrection Sunday. They call it Easter Sunday. Hey, Amen. But Jesus, we were doomed in our sin, but Jesus died for our sake. And so we should rejoice. That's enough reason to rejoice. Our name's in the Lamb book of life. Jesus came. Jesus died. Jesus arose. Jesus give peace. We don't have to be afraid. He's alive. He's alive. That's enough to be a- shouting about this morning. Don't wait till Resurrection Resurrection Sunday to rejoice, rejoice every single day. He's alive, amen. Oh man, oh I get get to thinking about what Jesus did. Amen, hallelujah all that he did. We know the Lord. If you've been saved, you know the Lord. We should rejoice. We should look for every opportunity to be excited about the Lord. He's alive, amen. You say, well preacher, you don't understand. You You don't understand. I've been in a bad shape. Well, I want to take you, take you to one place that I'm not going to get to preach today, so I want to point it out to you. Turn over to Mark's account, chapter 16 and verse 7. Let's let's see let's see what let's see one extra thing in this panoramic view of the Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the synoptic gospels, and then John, the standalone gospels. We're not not even going to get to go to John, but let's just look in these synoptics. We looked at Luke, look at Matthew, let's look at Mark. Look what thing the Holy Ghost allowed Mark to write down. Because there's some people probably in this church, and they said, Preacher, to be honest with you, I know I'm saved. I know without a doubt I'm born again. But I've made a lot of mistakes and messes since I've been saved. Who ain't? There's two different people after they get saved the people that admit they still a mess and the people that try to cover up their mess. It we're still a mass. If it wasn't for grace, we'd all go to hell. Y'all might as well say amen. Say, preacher, I'm straight as an arrow. Boy, I don't even think a bad thought. You just told a lie. We need to pray with you before you leave here. You may never act on a sin. But I guarantee your wicked mind thinks about sin. Every, God destroyed a whole world one time. Because only our imagination and thought of their heart was only evil continually. You know what that word evil, that's the word pornos. Their mind was pornographic in Genesis. In 2023, our minds are pornographic. You might as well say Amen. That's why pornography is a stronger addiction than any drug out there because it's free access now. Y'all look, y'all look up here at your preacher, and I hope I'm lighting up everybody in this church. Boy, it got quiet, didn't it? Don't bother me none. Hey, man. Still wrong. Somebody say, hey, man. Preach on, preacher. It's available elementary school libraries, it's available in middle school libraries. It's, it's available on Netflix, on Amazon, on, on just about every opportunity. But you ain't even got to have that. If your kids have a cell phone, they've got access to it right now unless you've got blockers on there. Everybody okay? Husbands are addicted. Wives are addicted. Children are addicted. So don't tell me you ain't thought about sin in your mind. Hey, man, boy, we're getting right down there where we need to be right now. Notice what the Bible says. Here we got a man who walked on water, a man who preaches in just a few, just a few more days. When Pentecost comes, seven more days. Pentecost is going to come. He's going to stand up and preach. 3,000 people are going to get saved. Here's a man who's been warming by the wrong fire. And his speech changed in such a way they looked at him and thought, he's got to be Peter. He's got to be one of that crowd that follows the Lord. He looks like him. He talks like him. But when he started cussing, they said, oh no, you probably ain't that man. Here's a man who in just a little while he's going to strip off his clothes. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Here's this man. But on the day of the resurrection, The Lord knew there was going to be somebody over there with their head drooped because they failed God. They failed to be identified with God. They failed to act like those who were supposed to be like God. Here's what the Lord said in the Gospels of Mark's account. Look at chapter 16 and verse 7. The angelic dispatch from heaven had a little special message. Tell his disciples... And Peter. Tell his disciples. And Peter. You know what that tells me? The resurrection message is not just for the fallen who need to be forgiven. But for the failing who needs to be forgiven. There's some people in this church that say, and you fail God in your daily life. You fail God in your speech. You fail God in your thought." You fail God in your actions. But I believe there's three things. And I ain't going to preach them. But I want to give them to you. Why did God allow Mark to pen this? Here's what I think. See Mark was real close to Peter. And and it's as if God says. I want you to put that. I'm going to let you put that in your gospel. Just to comfort everybody's heart. That's failed me since Calvary that's failed me since the cross, I want them to know that even though they may mess up and make mistakes, and if God, hey, if it wasn't possible to make a mess, God wouldn't put what he did through Paul to the church at Ephesus let no wicked, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. He wouldn't have told that crowd in Philippians. He said, let, on, let your heart, let only think good things, just things, honest things, and pure things. He wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have been worried about that. But even Christians can get theirself in a mess and they're thinking, hey, amen. Our stinking thinking's our problem this morning. Y'all know I'm right. And, here, and here's the bad thing, quit winking at it. Deal with it. Confess it. Get it out for God. Well, I'm going to think it again tomorrow. Well, ain't you glad if you confess your sin? He's faithful and just to forgive your sin. Ain't you glad you can get forgiveness of it next week? Somebody say amen. Here's what I think. He said Peter's name specifically just to let us know that when we fail God, we can still find forgiveness. Here's what I believe, three things. Number one, Peter's name is mentioned specifically. Failure isn't final. Boy, ain't you glad failure isn't final. How many of you have failed since you got saved? Let's be honest. Lift up your hand. Don't be ashamed. Since you got saved, fail God. Ain't you glad failure isn't final? Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Ain't you glad that big old hand that measured out the waters is right underneath you? Ain't you glad there's forgiveness for those who have fallen, those who have failed? Failure isn't final. Number two, forgiveness is available. He said, make sure you tell the disciples and Peter that he go before you in the Galilee and there shall you see him. Hey, just, just make sure you tell the disciples and Peter. Let's name that one that's made a mess, that's failed. I want him to know, thank God, failure is final and forgiveness is available. Then number three, faithfulness of God. It's not dependent upon your faithfulness. Church, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to you this morning to let you know that he's alive. Amen. He's alive. And there is exaltation. God wants you to have joy. He wants your joy to be full. He wants you to be assured. He wants you to be encouraged. He wants you to evangelize. He wants you to escape the snares of the enemy because he's active. But he also wants you to escape the mess of that enemy that's living on the inside of your flesh. Failure and final. Forgiveness is available. And his faithfulness is not dependent upon your faithfulness. When you deny yourself, he abides faithful. When you deny things that you know to believe in your heart, ain't you glad he's still there? I don't know who's here this morning. Say, preacher, he's alive. He's alive. Man, it was an earthquake. He's alive. There was encouragement from an angel. He's alive. They were exalted. Hey, they were encouragement by the words of the angel. They were encouraged by the worship of the Almighty. Thank God still lets us get in it. We might have come with the wrong intentions, with the wrong desires, and when we leave, God's going to let us worship him. But I just want to let you know the enemy's active. But thank God there's encouragement and exaltation through forgiveness. Fair and final. I'm so glad forgiveness is available. And I'm glad his faithfulness is not dependent upon our faithfulness. Let's all stand heads about actually, it's okay, I, I'm going to get Victoria to come, because I want her to sing for us today, and uh, little Mason's, well, he's awake now, amen, <coughs> hey, amen, I bet you he don't want mama to let go of him, though, and I wonder if Mason's woke up, and out of a daze, and mama's got a hold of him.